This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Charlotte Chung and Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, a classic arcade wrestling title returns. Project CD Red is looking to make a strong comeback with the Cyberpunk series. D23 preps for their first game showcase for Disney and Marvel. And in our final stage, I review Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. So let's start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. to another game filled edition of select start the video game podcast for acmg presents talk time live i am your host xavier josiah we got a lot of things to talk about uh some gaming news of course in our final stage review of teenage mutant ninja turtles the cowabunga collection i can't wait to talk about that and just a lot of things coming up uh the the fall season is going to be great with events coming up soon before i even get to that whole thing just want to take time to thank every single person no matter where you are in this world that has found our show that has talked about our show that has downloaded our show and really supported this show because we just hit 50,000 downloads of our audio uh, portion of the podcast uh in August and I can't thank everybody enough that's a really great milestone that means there's consistency big consistency there for this show and i can't thank you guys enough this has been awesome thank you to all the guests that has been on this show to help along with this and the support that i got from them you know from coming in multiple times you know some of them to really talk about what they do and enlighten us with what they do and how they do their crafts and whatever like that so you know thank you all it's an honor to be able to do this uh this has been a really really long run and a journey for this podcast and things that i have able to do because of this podcast i i I can't fathom the idea (laughs) when i first started this so long ago that i was that thought that this was all gonna happen like i had a target goal for this podcast to happen like it did but you know you plan you hope you drive, you put in a passion, you put in a good plan, and eventually it does come out sooner or later. So to that, I say thank you, everybody. I'm very, very happy about this milestone. I look forward to hopefully getting more of you uh, guys to come in and download the show and more subscribers and whatnot to this platform. We are available on all major podcast platforms. So 
it's not one place you can check it out but thank you all really appreciate it so like i said we got a lot of things going on down the path um next week is a new world intimate music from final fantasy uh you guys heard my interview with arnie and eric roth last week the conductors of that so that's going to be coming at the irvine auditorium next week uh september 16th looking forward to checking that out getting some good footage and pictures for that and just enjoying a great show from them uh we have new york comic con coming soon we got clerks three coming next week shout out to mega Rand, who is in that uh his music i should say tractor beam is in the movie he you should go to his page it is awesome he's uh with kevin smith and they're he's singing tractor beam whatever talk about a milestone right there you know absolutely love it so go out of your way check it out support the fandom support the group support the culture out there for that and you know near comic cons coming in just a few weeks just got my press badge i'm looking forward to it the press badge is naruto they're celebrating the 20 uh the 20th anniversary of naruto um the press passes are always awesome probably my favorite press pass since uh keystone comic-con which is a jim lee press pass that i got so this is pretty awesome there so i'm looking forward to that in this coming up but right now we got some gaming news to talk about and uh for any of you wrestling fans out there i love how i can intertwine wrestling into this whole thing and um some good news in the wrestling you know gaming world for once at this point with everything that is going on in the last week we got a classic that is returned and that is the 1989 classic arcade wrestling game from by taito remember that company uh returns to consoles um it is champion wrestler this is a game an arcade game i never got a chance to play like i got a i have a book that i got from a while back uh i forgot what it's called but it's like based on uh a chronic it, it, it it's a basically an archive and chronicles almost every wrestling game that has ever come out uh and one of the games is on here was champion wrestler i this is an arcade game that i never got a chance to play i think i knew about this game but i never actually saw it and i know it was in the book so it finally arrived and i've been saying for weeks like i just want to see a new wrestling game come out i mean we got saturday night slam masters finally so that's awesome but i'm i, I mean when i say a new wrestling game i mean fire pro i want to see a fire pro game in the nintendo switch there's no reason why spike turns off it can't put even like their older fire pro games on there it just it makes no sense but i digress in its place we got champion wrestler which is a classic game from 1989 and this is one of those arcade games that was really fun to play uh a little bit more fun than most i would say you choose from eight unique characters with their own skill and move sets um this is another one of arcade archives you know reproduced class uh you know classics so it is very faithful to the original arcade game you do have the ability to change difficulty levels and more in there like you do with all the arc uh arcade uh archive titles that they've done now i will say when it comes to those options and difficulty levels i feel like not all of them really work i feel like if i hit if i like go into the arcade archive options which is kind of like it's kind of like what it does it's supposed to be like the main options that you have in a sense and basically it allows you to make what is very hard from the original arcade game a little bit more easier 
you can you know make some controls turbo you can configure some things but when you reset it it doesn't still feel like that it's actually doing sometimes even on its easy level on certain games not this one in particular but on certain games even when you set up those options it still feels like a grind and like and, and if you've played hardcore like arcade games from the past you know they were quarter munching games and you know the term quarter munching is basically a term to mean like the game was so hard that you know they made the game so hard that you had to keep piling in coins in order to you know really get ahead which is a model in business strategy and, and practice that is still going on today but in a different format we call it microtransactions and app purchases if you will like uh they, they are it's a car basically this is the arcades version of a carnal what they call a carny routine which is always a way to make you buy buy into more it's like when you go into a carnival and you go into you do the carnival games and you throw a baseball into like that's supposed to go into a cup but they make it so it, you know it, it can't goes into the cup in the arcades back then they would heighten the the difficulty level so it wouldn't be too easy to play and you don't honestly to to be fair you don't want a game to be entirely too easy to beat because then you have no interest in playing so sometimes they would tweak it up to make it a little bit too hard and some of them just right like some games would be like incredibly hard to get through and then some games would be just fair but then you know every i i, I remember uh, seeing the documentary on space invaders and i think it was space invaders at, at, le at least and how the creators of that would go around and tweak the boards up so they could be really hard so people would keep pulling in money because if you feel like that you should be able to win but you don't for some reason you're going to keep putting in money to keep doing it and this is how it was back then with um some some of the arcade games out there this is why i appreciated games like street fighter because capcom brought a level of fairness with those games like they knew that the move sets alone was going to be challenging enough so if you understand the move sets you understand the timing of the game you should be able to beat the game but if you don't you will find it hard pressed to be beating these guys and yeah if you want to go a higher level then yeah that's when the home consoles were there and you could go to level eight if you will and other than that it's like you know arcade games which is kind of hard so this one right here for you know champion wrestler was at least for arcade archives the, the options here actually does work i have tried it it does work and i felt like it was a good paceful challenge to get through i didn't win all the every stage that i got to but it was pretty good and you got eight characters of course you know like this is back in the day so this is like before you know the thqs and the aki engines and the ukes came out so they had like only a few characters that you could play um and this was fine but i love the graphics was pretty cool for the time but retro games like this really makes me appreciate what retro uh soft studios have done with retro mania wrestling because again i tell people all the time who talks about this and you know younger gamers out there who don't understand why retro mania wrestling was created and why didn't they go 3d or whatnot no it's to make 
it's a period piece of a game that allows you to experience exactly what you experience with games like champion wrestler with games like uh you know nes pro wrestling or wcw you know from back in the day and then nes days and all this stuff it's and and, and you know wrestle fest it's made to give you that arcade nostalgic feel and they did it to a t i think it Holly, I, I always commend them when I play games like this because it plays exactly like the games. It actually, it plays better than them games. It may, it's made to have the same feel, but a little bit of a modern take on it from control from a controlling standpoint. So it's the it's the arcade feel, but it also gives you a more of a little more of a sophisticated, you know, uh, a more of a, a sophisticated you know control scheme than you would in most games of that era. But this one is pretty good. If you're a wrestling fan, if you have played this game before, you will find it to be very entertaining. You know, if, even if you, you know, think it's too simplistic and it's too old school, I, I got it for nostalgic uh, purposes and I got it for collector's purposes. Like I love that I have a bunch of different wrestling games, you know, at the ready. Now, granted, I've already had game some of these games already on my Raspberry, but to have it on Nintendo Switch and have it on the go, it's just awesome. And of all else, it's only $7.99, you know, and it is available or I believe it's available on all systems. I, I believe it's probably on Steam. I know it's on a Nintendo Switch, which is where I got it. I know it's on PlayStation because I saw it there as well, uh, which means it's probably on Xbox, too. So um, go out of your way, check it out. It's available now. And, you know, if you're pure wrestling gamer like i am you'll enjoy this for what it is right there so what i'm still trying to enjoy in terms of other games especially modern games that will be cyberpunk 2077 which i did buy when it uh revived back uh a few months ago but still have yet to play I'm, I'm i'm sort of traumatized by my experience with it on a playstation 4 um and everything that i had to go through with that and and the the craziness that 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 has happened there um but they're trying hard to redeem themselves with that you know this is a game this is the people who brought you which the witcher series in particular witcher 3 the wild hunt which an opposite total opposite of, of an experience i had with that that game I, i'm i'm too afraid to play that game because i feel like i will get too involved again i got so involved with the witcher 3 it was so such a an immersed experience. I haven't been immersed in any other type of series like that since uh, Breath of the Wild. So it's hard for me. I like I want to go back and play, uh, you know, three. But I will feel like I will take so much time away from other games that I'm already playing or reviewing at the time. So I got that on the side, just waiting and ready for whatever. Um, but Cyberpunk. This is another thing. Like I, I, I got it. It was like twenty three dollars at the time because you know they just lost so much on it. They just say like, screw, it. we screwed you over. We're, we want you to come back. We'll give you, we'll you know charge you two times less the amount that you were paying before, or three times if you spent like a hundred on it or whatever. Because I got my refund back for it. So for twenty five, I was like, all right, that's fair. Who knows what's coming out of this? We'll see. But. They're look. They're working hard to redeem themselves right now. Uh, they are doing. So uh, they're coming out with some huge announcements, and the premiere of a new anime series on Netflix. Uh, the controversial company announced that the first expansion of the series, entitled Cyberpunk 2077 
Phantom Liberty, which is set to, uh, to only release in all next gen consoles, uh, as well as the PC, Steam, of course, and Stadia, which I honestly, I'm still surprised that that is still existing right now, <laughs> but that's here nor there. Um, a short, like, honestly, real quick, the Stadia to me is as lame as the iPhone 14. And I'm on, I'm on Eve, uh, jobs, uh, side of this, like the side note, the, anybody who's trying to get the, you know, the 14 right now, don't <laughs> just, here's the thing The iPhone 13 just came out a year ago. How the hell are they just coming out with a 14, just a year, literally a little over a year. No, actually, I'm sorry. No, it is going to be a year and a few days to this day of that. And they're coming out with a 14, which only has a little bit more bells and whistles. Now, if anybody didn't see that real quick, I know this is a big side note, but if anybody didn't see the Eve Jobs, who's Steve Jobs' uh, daughter, put out a meme, said, when you get the iPhone 14, and it was a picture of an old man who had uh, the same shirt. He got a, he got a gift of the same shirt that he uh, got, you know, that he was wearing, indicating that one, it's old, two, it's the same thing that you did before. I totally agree with this. It was a brilliant meme, and it was her way of saying these guys are being innovative and they're just, you know, stuffing the same stuff in our, how, how dare you? And I've supported Apple for quite some time. I'm knowing I'm going on a whole new tirade away from cyberpunk, but how dare you come out? I've supported Apple for quite some time. How dare you come out with a new, a new deal a year later? Does it have too many differences there other than some new bells and whistles? It's Malibu Stacy with a hat. <laughs> okay. Simpsons fans of the past will recognize that reference. It's that's all it is. I've supported Apple for quite some time. I'm not supporting them on this one. And I'm only saying that because one, I just got the, the iPhone, uh, the Apple iPhone 13 max pro recently, which is a great phone, but for them to come out with this brand new one, just a year later, that's lame. That's lame. I, I don't appreciate that at all. It's, um, from a standpoint that you're trying to, now you're trying to money grab. I don't think Steve jobs would have wanted that. And she agreed on that. I, I think that's just a total money grab. It's lame. It people it, do your use your critical thinking on that new, like you did with cyberpunk uh, 2077. Now we go back around to that. So they put out a short teaser for this, uh, for this, uh, expansion. And it, it was kind of cool. I will admit it was dope. Um, it was released, which uh, it was released recently, which has showed a destroyed white house or Washington DC. As you hear a voice recite the presidential oath to someone, we uh, see a person down and out in the Oval Office, which could be considered the president of the United States or formerly the president of the United States or the assassinated president of the United States uh, in the in the trailer. And then we hear a voice that sounds like Johnny Silverhand played by Keanu Reeves, who tells them they shouldn't have taken the oath. And that's when it goes out from there. It's pretty cool. Uh, the expansion is scheduled to hopefully release in 2023. They said it was releasing to sometime in 2023. We should only hope it's one of those things. It's like 
you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame. Uh, fool me twice, shame on me. When it comes to project um, CD, uh, you know, uh, project uh, CD project red with this, and we can only hope that this is going to come out and not only come out, but come out with no bugs, no issues, whatever like that, along with the announcement of a new patch update, uh, 1.6, which, uh, provides more gameplay and, uh, improvements, uh, and a free DLC that comes along, which is, I believe to celebrate the, um, upcoming Netflix anime cyberpunk edge runners, which is based around the, you know, the story and world of cyberpunk. So the anime is scheduled to come out September 13th, which is next week. Meanwhile, Project CD Red uh, is has also announced that they are ending development with the current gen systems. Uh, that is PS4, Xbox One. Uh, and this is the end. And I don't blame them. They shouldn't. Honestly, they shouldn't have never put it out in that system. Like I said, when I first played Cyberpunk 2077, it was unfortunately on the PS4. And then I, you know, had it translate uh, transition over to the PS5. But on the PS4, it was just god awful. It was so awful. And the graphics alone look like how it looked on a PS4 handheld. And that's, I, I hate not to throw shade on a on a, on a Nintendo, um, I mean, not PS4 handheld, the Nintendo Switch handheld, and not to throw shade on a Nintendo Switch because the Nintendo Switch on some for some games looks awesome on a handheld. Um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the new game that just came out, for instance, looks phenomenal, but we'll talk about that in a later date. But that game just looks like when you're trying to cram so much in and the, and the resolutionary thing, and it, it was just clippy and buggy and all types of things. So they had a hard time trying to make a good game out of that, what they were trying to do with their, and it just didn't work. Neither was for the Xbox. So yeah, I don't blame them. Everything is going to go on to the new gen systems that new expansion, everything from there. It's what they should have done in the first place. And PC as well is going to get that love. So that's it. That's the way it should have been from that point on. I don't blame them at all. They should have done it in the first place. So that's the way it should be. So let's hope, let's hope for the best because these guys, you know, when it all comes to it, they are a great developer company. They just had this one bad situation and it looks like they're seemingly coming back to the forefront and they, I'm glad that they didn't give up on it. Um, when I'm going to play cyberpunk 2077 someday, I maybe will, I may will get, I may get back to it. I should say, <laughs> but. I don't know. Just I, I just had such a bad experience with that right now. I'm just waiting to feel like now's the right time. They've been around for long enough. They spend quite some time. This thing should be solid at this point. So we'll see. Uh, let's go into some other news. Some Marvel Disney news. D23, which I believe is coming up this week. It's, it's coming soon and is looking to host their first games showcase, which will let fans see the future games based on marvel star wars pixar and disney of course uh we saw some of the games already marvel midnight suns which um was originally scheduled to arrive this october like literally right before i was going to uh near comic-con it was going to release so i was going to be able to play it during that week and now that's not happening thank you for that th uh, t uh, 2k for that another reason why i can't stand 2k games again um uh, 
nonetheless, they're the publishers. I, I can't really blame them for this one. But nonetheless, uh, they're going to be bringing up more footage and, and not, uh, you know, news from that. So hopefully we'll actually get the new release date for Marvel Midnight Suns, uh, which is probably I got a feeling if it's not going to be holiday season, it's probably going to be 2023, uh, possibly, which is I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see what the hell they say about that. There is also talks about an, a new Marvel ensemble game by uh Amy Hennick from Skydance New Media, which will be announced there as well. Don't know what's gonna what that's gonna be about. Uh, they will also be the the showcase will stream today actually uh, around 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or Digital Time if you want to go that way. So stay tuned for that. And uh, I, we'll see. I, I don't know what other Marvel games are going to be coming from there. There's also going to be some Disney games. So there's a Disney game out that just came out right now. Some type of uh, sim game that just came out. So I'm sure they're going to talk about that. Some Pixar games. I know Star Wars got a few projects coming. Uh, we got Knights of the Old Republic that is going to be remade coming out soon. We got the sequel to uh, the uh, Jedi Order that is coming out as well so we're going to probably see more footage from there so it's going to be interesting we'll see how that comes about and uh looking forward to that so we'll probably have more news next week and to talk about involving that as well so folks that will do it for this portion of the show we're going to take a break come back enter the final stage and talk about teenage mutant ninja turtles cow the cowabunga collection and why this may be the deepest and best collection of games ever to date so we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time live.com talktomlive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktomlive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk time live reached the final stage of this program and i'm here to review teenage mutant ninja turtles the cowabunga collection i have had a chance to play a lot of collections or collective games if you will uh you know mostly from capcom who has the street fighter collection who has the fighting game collection the beat em up bundle as well and gives you an idea of all these different arcade games that were made in the history of them and whatnot and i think probably the best one that i had uh from capcom probably still is the street fighter collection because it gives you the history of street fighter and all the games you're playing every single street fighter game 
known to man from there. Um, and there's been others that have come out as well. But Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, uh, the Turtles, I should say, the Cowabunga collection from Konami, known for Metal Gear Solid, known for, uh, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, their arcade game, known for uh, the original Metal Gear. Uh, and, and many other games, Contra, of course, you know, the Gradius, uh, the, K the Konami code, you know, is mostly famous from this. But when they came out with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was like an arcade hit, and this came out around a time, I think 89, which was around the same time that the Jim Henson movie came out at the time and a new lot, which from New Line Cinema that everybody still loves to this day. And this really brought the fandom even bigger because it really helped to give people the experience that they love and enjoyed from the 1987 uh you know cartoon the original teenage mutant ninja turtles cartoon and it just blew up from there so since then there's been like 13 games that has come out and released for the series uh dating back from the NES, the Super NES, the Game Boy, uh, the Genesis, and the arcades. The Cowabunga Collection allows you to play virtually every one of those games, all 13 games from all those eras, all in one swoop. And then if you add the the, uh, the newest one, Shredder's Revenge, which undoubtedly, of course, is the best of them all, because they were able to reflect on everything that was done in these past, uh, you know, beat em up games and to make literally the perfect, you know, game. And be, I mean, you put that all together and it's just fantastic. But what makes this one so great, I would say if you want, if you're a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, if you're a true Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan and you want a great collection and history of not only the games, but just the entire fandom, this collection is not only just a great collection of games, but is the definitive collection of the fandom itself, because you are not only getting the games to play itself, but you're getting so much more in here. So we're going to run down all the games that comes with this. We're going to run down the abilities that you're able to play in here. It's I mean, they just what they did here. What I love about this is that you're just celebrating these games. You're not. These games are not, it's just for full enjoyment. It's not, you know, you can challenge yourself if you want to do that. But if you just want to enjoy the games for what they are and what they've been, you can do that in any form or fashion. And they just made it so much fun and easy to play and enjoyable to play and enjoyable to experience as well. And they just give you, they just reward you for so much for being a fan. They reward you with this for being a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Let's go with the games that they have. 13 games, including the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade game, a, a direct port here. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Uh, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles NES game that came out around the same time that the arcade game was. And this was one of the hardest games in, in NES history. There's still people who have not beaten that game because it was so hard to play. I can, I can assure you, you will be able to beat this game now. You will. They make sure that you will be able to beat this game in so many ways. It is so awesome. I will explain this in a sec. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 arcade game. This was the art. This was the follow up to 
see the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game because when that game came out, it was like a Metroidvania style game. And people, while they enjoyed it, what we really wanted was the arcade game on the NES, but we were too young to understand that the arcade MAME board is a much more powerful board and too powerful to put on something as small as the Nintendo Entertainment System. So they managed by popular demand, they somehow managed to make a 8-bit version of that arcade game and fit it into the actual uh, game system. And for what it was worth, it was it was pretty fun. I you know, it was enjoyable. It we had to use our imaginations just a little bit to say like, okay, this obviously doesn't look exactly like the arcade game, but damn it, 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 it's, it looks, it's fun and it's close enough. So we were able to play that there. Uh, we also have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Manhattan Project, which is a game that I never uh, played uh, before. I think when it came out, when the Manhattan Project came out, I think I stopped playing uh, on the Nintendo and I moved on to the NES and, um, and the Genesis at the time. So I never really got a chance to play that game. And this game was basically a whole new game using kind of the same engine that they did for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. So you had that. Uh, there's also, uh, what was it? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighter for the NES, which I'd never played because yes, at that time I already moved to the Super NES and played that version and the Genesis and played that version. I had, honestly, I had no idea that the NES had a fighting game. And I just learned that they had not only one, but I, I think Street Fighter may have also been another one that they came out with. But Tournament Fighter apparently did come out for the NES and I find that very significant and interesting. So that's another game I never got a chance to play. Um, the Super NES version of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 Turtles in Time. Now, I, I'm thinking like, okay, they already got the arcade version of Turtles in Time on here. So why would I want to play the Super NES version on air? Because I've already played that version. Lo and behold, I did not realize wait, until I actually played the collection here, because I played through the uh, arcade version, which by the way, one of the things that I love about each game in this collection is that they have an option, which is called enhancements, which if you click on a, uh, like the select button or whatever like that, you will have the opportunity to have infinity lives or, you know, do whatever. Or you can also just hit the, you know, start, you know, the start button. And when you play the uh, arcade, you know, this, the first, the, uh, the arcade version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Turtles of Time, hit the start button consistently. It just keeps adding on lives. So you could have as much as like 999 lives if you want to. You'll never completely die in the game. <laughs> You'll be able to beat the game just on that merit alone. But each game, each game that, that they have in here, all 13 games, there's enhancements to help you help the experience a lot better. So I thought that was awesome. But going back to Turtles of Time, I came in playing Turtles in Time in the Super NES, and I had no idea that what they did, and people thought that, you know, the Super NES version of Turtles in Time was a direct port from the arcade. No, it is not. In fact, it is, you can argue, you can actually argue that the Super NES version of Turtles in Time may be actually the better playthrough than the arcade version. 
But what makes it different, what makes the arcade version better in a sense is that there's more frame rate to it. There's a more, there's a bigger pixel rate and frame rate than it is on the uh, Super NES version. I think that's the only thing they got on them. But I think to compensate the lack of frame rate that they had on the arcade board, they compensated with changing up the different levels. They added Bebop and Rocksteady, which wasn't in the original uh, arcade version of Turtles in Time. Uh, Tomok and Razor was the replacement of that. Um, but in the Super NES version, Bebop and Rocksteady was is in there in a different in the in the stage that Tomok and Razor is supposed to be in. And then they switched Tomok and Razor into the Technodrome stage. But in the Technodrome stage of the Super NES version, this is the one that really changed it up because there's a stage where Shredder is in the background. And it's like you're in the first person view. Shredder's in the first person view to attacking you. And Shout out to Shredder's Revenge because uh, Tribute Games is also, they redid that. And, and and they redid that and did their own version of that in there. And it was really a great homage to the Super NES version of that in there. And I thought this was awesome uh, because you don't, what it is is that like you could play the arcade version, but you could play the Super NES version and get a whole new different experience from this. So it that was smart. That was very smart of Konami to do at the time. So you can play both versions and not play the same game at all because they've changed a lot of it. But what I started noticing too, is that they really started, you know, going down the well too much using the same arcade board, you know, to, you know, make other games based around that engine. But you could tell that it's some of the same, you know, factors. Um, they also had, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighter, which was one of my all-time favorites. You know, this is one of the most underrated fighting games of the Super NES era, uh, the 16-bit era, I should say, because Konami managed to make a fighting game that was every bit as good as Street Fighter 2. Uh, it is literally, it is what it is. It is a tournament fighter it, it, to the T. It plays like it, it, the balance of the game, everything. It plays exactly like Street Fighter 2. Uh, they got their own really cool movesets. They got their own story modes. And at the time, they came out with two versions, one for the uh, Super NES and one for the uh, Sega Genesis. Now, here is the funny part about this, because I had both. And I've always enjoyed the Super NES one better, but I also definitively <laughs> liked the Genesis one. But as I go back to these today and how I have both of them at my helm because I think I didn't have both of them at the same time. I can now say, you know what? The, the thing that I, I can now say basically that with this collection does too, it really tells you the it, it, it lets you comp, uh, contrast and compare the two game systems. And you when you play because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is one of the only games that has games on all different platforms. So when you come out with a game, a tournament fighters for Super NES, and you come out with a tournament fighter for the Genesis, even though they're not the same, what you get is you, you get you get to you get you see a contrast of capabilities here, and what you see is Super NES was a much more powerful system than the Genesis, and I I was a Genesis guy. 
I was a full-blown Sega Genesis dude from back in the day. But as I look at this, I now realize how powerful Super NES was in comparison. And I would deny it back in the day. And I think it was just a matter of, I felt like the games on the, on the Genesis felt like they were more sophisticated and more adult-like. But what I didn't see was the lack of power, the lack of processing power and capability that the Super NES had. And Super NES had some, you look at tournament fighters on Super NES, it looks awesome. It, it plays awesome. You look at tournament fighters on the Genesis, there's a lack of frame rate. There's some limitations to it. Um, that just the look at it, the look of it, the art, the, the art style of it, it just, you can see the difference in power in here. And of course, I mean, they got their own beat em ups too. The beat em ups, you can see the limitations on the limits uh, on the beat em ups in there as well. Like when you play uh, certain games like the Hyperstone Heist, which takes from the same engine as the uh as the super nes but it doesn't play as well and then the pixel rate is even more limited than it is on the super nes which is limited from the arcade so but it's not to say it's not fun to play because they were but with the when it comes to the fighting games i was so much more of a fan of the super nes version because it just felt like it gave you that street fighter capcom experience to a t and then on top of that they had two story modes you could play the original story mode and the uh you know which had a different story from there and you could play from there and then you also had the tournament which it had kind of had its own you know street fighter like story in there and you know you had all the turtles and the characters and everything from the um from the comic book series and the cartoon series fight in the tournament and everybody who went you know wins in the tournament gets an ending of their own if you play the higher levels or whatever like that and it was a big challenge to play that game too uh, I, I just felt it was uh, much, it, it was so such a better game experience from there. So you had that, I mentioned the Hyperstone Heist, which is kind of like Turtles in Time, but it, it's, what they did was they used the same engine and, you know, and, and um, board and basically just, you know, mix and mash it around to make it seem different, but it actually is just the same gameplay is the same level and everything, but different storyline. They even use some of the same cutscenes from Turtles in Time from there as well. So. You know that's that you also had the game boy games as well i i've when i had a game boy i used to play fall of the foot clan a lot um i don't believe i've ever beaten it up until now <laughs> but uh you know it was there it wasn't the best game in the world like every game that they come out with were weren't really the best games especially the game boy games but they always because that was the times that's what we had we didn't have such sophisticated forms of gaming like we do now but that's why this is such a great type of thing. Cause you, you know, for those who've never, who weren't born during the times when we were, you know, around where we were playing these games, they can now see what we're playing. Like, cause if you, I mean, platinum games also is, uh, has their own Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, uh, which is an awesome game as well. Uh, if you look at games like that, if you look at what, you know, Dotemu and Tribute Games has done, you know with that game and you look at this and then there are other there are other teenage mutant ninja turtle games out there by other uh games too but these are like the definitive originals you know of the time but these are retro games that you see how far we've gotten so this is what we had to work with back then <laughs> and and to see the game boy to play a game boy game on rather the nintendo switch handheld mode or even 
a 55 or 60 inch TV, you know, HD 4K TV and see a Game Boy game in such a big size and big scale. It's 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 amazing <laughs> to see, because if you guys really have if some of you who never seen a Game Boy before or owned a Game Boy, you know how small that screen is and you know how green that screen was. So this is really awesome to see in this. I'd never thought I would see a Game Boy game this large in this scale before. So you also have the pleasure of playing Fall of the Foot Clan in there as well. Back from the sewers, which I played. I never played before until now. I, there's a reason why I never played it until now. And then there's Radical Rescue as well. So you got 13 games to play and it, it's awesome. The cool part about this, and I mentioned something about like the enhancements, but that's not all. The enhancements is just one of the features that you have in here to help, you know, have you more of an enjoyable playthrough of these games. There's also other abilities that you could have as well. For instance, you have the ability, the options that will give you uh, the ability to just, if you don't want to play the game, you can watch the playthrough of the game. If you, there's a, there's a way to just hit a button and you just watch the entire gameplay. And what's so awesome about this is that it's a speed run. You watching game footage, automatic game footage of a speed run through a game. Like I did this with um, the original NES version. Cause I, I said, I never played it. I never beat it until now. And it makes you, if you've never beat the original NES Turtles game before, this will make you feel so stupid and low, <laughs> okay? Because they make it seem so easy to get through this game. And lo and behold, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game only takes uh, about, let me see, 36 minutes. If you go, if you play through this game directly, it only takes you 36 minutes to play through the game and beat the game. It took me hours to play this game and I'm, I'm actually watching it right now. It's playing through right now and I'm watching it. Now, this this um op this watch option that's on here, it's very similar to that. If you, any of you got the Nintendo Game & Watch, the recent Game & Watches that you got, like I got the one with Zelda, and, and which I have on right now, and you could just watch the Zelda game play through the entire game. It'll play the entire Zelda game, and you'll get to see, like if you've never beaten a Zelda game, if you go like the 12th hour of the day, it always beat the end. The game always, you know, goes and beats Ganon and it ends. So you actually see the playthrough of the game. This does the exact same thing. So it's a game and watch pretty much in a sense. And you get to watch, you know, the gameplay and you're watching Leonardo go through these, these side scrolling stages, never getting hit. He's never getting hit at all. So it, it makes you feel so low that you never beat this game. Like he's able to dodge and everything. Like I, I, he's facing Bebop right now in the first stage. He's not getting touched at all. It is crazy. So you can watch the entire gameplay, you know, uh, run of the game as it run as it plays on its own and watch it, watch it through the end of any of the games, any of the games that you want. What I didn't know, because I watched this multiple times and I was like, okay, I could beat this game. I can finally beat this game if I get through. So I finally, it, what it did is that it allowed me to see how you could play this game and how you could get through this game, you know? And I didn't do it perfectly. I, I got touched every so often and I got hit every so often, but I got, I managed to learn from what I've seen here. 
there's also strategy guides and everything you, you there's so many ways to help you beat this game this time around that i didn't have last time yeah of course we had nintendo power back then but we didn't have youtube back then now we got these capabilities to actually see it sometimes reading it is not just well at least for me reading it is not always for me i'm a i'm my professors in college called me a kinesthetic learner one of my professors at least and which means i need to watch how things are done in order to you know master the pro the uh process of it so that's exactly what i did and i watched this and i'm like oh this is how you do this this is how you do this all i had to do especially beating shredder if you find out all it took to beat shredder at the very end of the game you're gonna be pissed <laughs> this is so simple it is so freaking simple but i managed to finally beat this game here and then lo and behold i found out what i discovered is that you can play through this game which by the way one of the options one of the enhancement options of this game it it helps uh you know correct a problem of the original game and that was basically there was a lot of slowdowns in the original uh you know the, uh, nes game with the cartridge and everything because this is digital now it that no longer plays and they have options to take away the slowdowns and everything from it which hinders your gameplay that's awesome that i really appreciate that because that was one of the issues that i think a lot of people had when playing the original uh cartridge version uh so that's there but when you're watching the game you can at any point this is awesome just like you can with the nintendo gamer watch you can at any point and i didn't realize this at any point of the, the watch through you can actually you can actually take control of the actual um game from that point so if you one of those people who just don't want to play through it from the jump and you want to just go on through and just get to the end and and and, and hit and then take control of it you could do that i didn't learn that until it was too late but um it's just awesome you can also fast forward and rewind the process all through the game too it's just again this was this collection was just made for you to enjoy the whole entire thing and experience what we you know had and, and, and you know and just see what how far this franchise has gotten so you had that it's it's really awesome uh there's also the turtles layer which is like their gallery mode that gives you a deep a lot of deep deep content showing you the history of not only the games but also the tv series itself dating back to the original 1987 series um you get to see con a lot of content content such as the box art and manual so you get to see the box art of every game that is ever that they ever made up until that point of all 13 games uh, they also have every single ad and uh, they have uh, a catalog as ad and catalogs which is every advertisement and promotion that they ever did during those those times which i think is awesome because if you ever if you were like me who grew up back then and you brought a uh you brought into the power you brought um egm you know electronic gaming monthly if you brought game fan if you uh brought game pro and during those times you would see all of those advertisements for the turtles on there so they give you a chance to see all of that and from a for, for people who are like me who are like you know multimedia developers or graphic designers and you know uh, promotional you know advertisers or whatever like this is an awesome awesome thing to see how they were able to promote back then how they promote like for me i do a lot of um you know digital art and promotions 
not only just for you know this for uh talk time live and acmg but for also for um for clients as well so seeing this stuff is very inspiring i you know and i lived on this stuff i lived on this type of you know uh marketing and promotional type thing so i thought that was really really cool that they added that part on you also got comic book com covers from the original comic book series dating back to the 1984 series and up into the recent series from idw in there you got every clips from every single animated show they've ever made in here as well so they document every single season on here as well you don't get to watch it but they have like you know clips and uh you know uh images and pics from each show dating up from here um including the recent the rise of the teenage mutant ninja turtles so they got that as well and he also got behind the scenes content from the games like character art original art concepts sketch concepts and everything it is like if you're an artist or a designer or somebody who's looking to get into the you know the gaming industry this is one of those game collections you need for just to see those aspects and this is not even just a game collection this is a study this is like i mean like some of the things have, things have changed from digital standpoint but you can look at what they've done in the past and it's just it's a beautiful it's a beautiful beautiful thing to have it's like this is this is above and beyond what they've done and i think this is more of a help to I'm watching, first of all, I'm cutting it off real quick because I'm watching the uh, NES Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with the water uh, scene. This is another one of those uh, scenes that I used to hate because you would be under, first of all, you're underwater and you only got time to breathe. I, I, I don't, don't get me started. I could have sworn turtles can survive in water. I don't, don't get me started. But um, that's a whole there there but they would give you a certain time limit to get through the water. And then also you couldn't touch the, um, the, the, uh, seaweeds. Cause it was all basically electric, uh, you know, electrified or whatever like that. So, oh, I hated that stage. I, I could not stand that stage, but I'm watching it right now and I'm seeing Leonardo just going through it without any problems. This thing gets on my nerves, <laughs> but I digress. Uh, you also get, you know, music and they actually have strategy guys for every single game too. I cannot tell you how awesome this collection is. They went above and beyond here. And if you under, if you don't understand how awesome the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise has been and why they are still relevant to this day, I don't know what to tell you, but this this game if there I, I, there's no argument that the teenage mutant Ninja turtles is one of the most popular uh you know franchises and series of all time there's no denying it i don't know one person who does but if they do you can always show them this and this will have more than enough evidence of them being able to uh you know understand the popularity and the fandom of teenage mutant Ninja turtles so go at it i highly recommend this overall this is one of the I mean, the best collection of games and content you could ever have for any game system. This is a must have for not only old school video game fans, this is a must have for anybody <laughs> for who just love games or these franchise or just want to learn more about gaming, advertisement, marketing, promotion, stuff like that. This is a great, great reference and resource here for all that. It they just gave you so much more. And with all that said, you talk about how I grade. 
I can't help but to give this an A+. You put this together with Shredder's Revenge, and it is the greatest collection of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fandom you could ever have. So, you know, go out of your way, check it out. It is awesome. It is worth every penny and more that they asked for, which I think is like $39.99 or something like that. Regardless, go get this. This is a must-have, not just for retro gamers, for just for anybody who loves these, these guys um in this franchise and just awesome go out of your way check it out folks that will do it for this edition of select start and uh i hope you guys enjoyed this in every episode again thank you to everybody who helped us reach fifty thousand in august this is just such an awesome thing thank you everybody it's really you know just makes it seem it makes me feel like what i'm doing is just it's not for nothing and again, thank you to all the guests who's ever been on the show to help this. Everybody who's ever, who I've ever worked with, just an awesome thing. I really appreciate it. It's just awesome. Let's keep, let's keep doing it. Let's keep making it happen. And this week we got, you know, Disney uh, day was yesterday. We got uh, Thor Love and Thunder out. We got, I highly recommend going to check out the uh, symbol. Uh, which is like the behind the scenes of that. They got that out too. Came out same day, which is a rarity. But also, um, Pinocchio came out. I haven't got a chance to see that. Tom Hanks is uh, playing Geppetto and all this stuff. So um, I haven't looked at reviews or anything yet, but I'm going to check that out this week. So that's going to be one of the things I'm going to check out. But today, I believe Cobra Kai is outstayed. Uh, if that's the case, I am going to sweep the leg, sit back and binge my ass off and watch that. And that will be one of the biggest things I'll talk about this week, along with all the other news that's going on in our favorite fandoms as well. Next week on this very podcast, I'm going to review JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battles R. I spoke briefly about that in terms of graphics. So we're going to talk about that and give my thoughts about it completely. And, um, you know, whatever news we're going to talk about there, well, I'm probably going to also talk about you know, um, my experience, uh, with the, uh, a new world event that's next week too. So actually I probably, no, that's on the 16th, right? So no, that's on a Friday. So I probably won't until the week or probably not until Sunday. So I'll skip that till Sunday, but whatever news will come out for that, we'll talk about that then. And next Sunday I will be doing clerks three is coming out. And yes, I will talk about a new world intimate music from Final Fantasy. If you're in the Philadelphia area, I highly recommend that if you're a Final Fantasy fan, if you're a video game fan and you need a little culture in your life, go out of your way, check it out. It's going to be at the Irvine Auditorium, September 16th. Uh, and also check out my interview, both audio and or video with Ernie and Arnie. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Arnie and Eric Roth, the conductors of this well eric is actually the conductor of a new world and uh and arnie is the grammy award-winning conductor who also works on a distant world which is another uh final fantasy event that they also work on as well but you get we talk about all that in our interview so go out of your way check that out uh which is available on talktimelive.com you can check out that interview our other interviews that we've done over the course of the last few um weeks and any interview that you've made, like we have it there. It's easy to find on talktimelive.com. You can also check out our audio interview, uh, you know, podcast, our weekly podcast there. If you want to subscribe and download to, you know, never miss a beat on this episode or any episode, you can find us wherever podcasts are played, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, 
Pandora. If you're on Tumblr, you know, type in a search talk time live. You can find us there and you can listen on there as well. I always post on there for all you Tumblr guys. So again, thank you guys so very much. And that will do it for me on behalf of myself. This is Dax Xavier Josiah Sam. Learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out of here. Take care, guys, and have a great weekend. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.